The record industry is dead because of the fans. They killed it. Welcome to the Rockwire Podcast, where the heart of rock and roll is on life support. Reviewing new music and talking rock and roll news of the week. I'm your host, CJ, with my boys, Derek and Brad. Rockwire can also be found on YouTube and on Spotify with full-length songs included for Spotify Premium subscribers. Hello tonight. This is your host. This is CJ. This is the Rockwire Podcast. As always, with me tonight from the city by the bay, Beefcake Brad. How are you tonight, Brad? Hey, I'm having a great night. Um, I've been listening to music all day, so I'm kind of excited. I am rocking my new look. I am sporting a hat for a change because I don't. I can't grow hair like the Wolf Man. Yes, we notice there's a different look. Of course, of course, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or any podcast, the first half of the show is on YouTube with the description with the videos in the description below on YouTube, but the visual, my man from the Badlands, HuntsmanSupply.com, Derek, the look is a little different tonight. You you got the uh, pimp daddy track suit. The camo hat is gone. I just jerked And you off have in my beautiful gelled up frosted <laughs> hair. You're fucking looking GQ tonight, man. What's going on, buddy? This is my uh, Russian gangster jacket. I'm I'm happy to be here with you, with you two metalheads. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I decided to just change it up a little bit. You know, I I never I still have the white T-shirt though. This will never die. So, uh, yeah, and car, of course, you can get the greatest white T-shirts in all the world, allegedly from Costco. Kirkland brand. Yes. I'm telling you what, you try it one time, you'll never let it leave your skin supple. All right, man. Hey, hold on. I had to make fun of Derek real quick. I just oh, got excellent. <laughs> we just rented the movie Cruella. Cruella DeVille. You know that movie about the Dalmatians, about how she got her. And um, one of the guys on there looks like you in the movie. But you're a lot fitter. You're a lot more fit than he is. But the guy looks just like you. And I laughed so hard throughout that whole movie because I'm like, oh, my God, that's a huntsman. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Brad, did Corella DeVille spend a hundred million fucking dollars to cut some Beagles vocal cords out and put their heads in a screen full of maggot laying flesh eating flies to die? Uh, not in the movie. That was that was like based in the 30s, I think. <laughs> so oh. we didn't have the technology back then. Okay, so she wasn't as cruel as Tony Fauci. All right, enough enough of the the banter and the politics. Let's get into the shit, man. So we got three songs for you tonight. We got new vended. We got new slash and Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. And I have a band you've probably never heard of called Station. So lead us off, D. 
you've been talking about the new Vended for a couple weeks now. The new single, Burn My Misery, one week old. Bring it. Burn My Misery. I tell you what, um, I was excited. I was I was excited to hear uh, Corey Taylor's son, who's the lead singer of Vended, I believe, Clown from Slipknot. His son is, I don't, I don't even know what he is, if he's a drummer or whatnot. I don't know if you guys know. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. This is bone-crushing music here what they do and he sounds so much like his dad it's not even funny it is so crazy it is really good the music they actually have really good hooks as hard as this song is they have really good hooks i thought this song was maybe too long but i listened to it some more and i i really liked it a lot and i i didn't i i enjoyed how long it was which was surprising I, the only thing I would say is I kind of wish there would be some softer tones in the chorus. I guess more like Slipknot, but they're not Slipknot. So I, I, was, I was torn myself with should they be more melodic kind of in, in the singing or more he's just intense the whole time. They do it a little bit. I wish they did a little bit more, but God dang, it's just the music is amazing. I, I really like it a lot. He sounds so much like Corey Taylor. I know. You can never convince me that this, if I didn't know better, I would never convince me that this isn't a Slipknot demo. No DNA test needed. That boy is Corey Taylor's son. <laughs> 23 and me? No. So, all right. Quick vote before we go to Brad. Vended stupid fucking name my hands up Vended. i don't know station seems like a dumb name <laughs> so you're one for three one one out of three <laughs> okay, okay i don't so, know so you it's you guys you work. guys like vended i i, I went i i went to the machine and got me a snickers bar and i was fucking vended <laughs> Vended yeah, but with a Mountain Dew, but people people Vimo each other now. So why not? I mean, you, you vended I'm Vimo. You know, I Venmo, Venmo. It's Venmo, not Vimo. <laughs> oh, Venmo. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So here, here's the deal, man. Uh, if you're a Slipknot fan, I think you're probably going to be a Vended fan because it is. Uh, yeah, man, the DNA did not fall far from the tree. It sounds like Corey Taylor's on vocals and uh, the band's pretty rocking. Brad, well, where are you at? The first thing I wrote down is I wrote down tempo. This band knows how to carry a tempo, yeah. which was which was solid. Um, and I actually felt that the transition between the clean vocals and the tailpipe smoke and yelling vocals were flawless. Um, I felt there was enough of that melodic stuff in there that was blended you know just, just didn't happen during the chorus but it was throughout the whole cadence of the lyrics um was awesome um and it, you know and that showed just like his dad that he can do it but i think the underlying member of this band that's being overlooked is the drummer that dude is phenomenal his range that he's drumming at i think that guy's the who's carrying the band 
All right, man. Let's spin the new one one week old. Vended. Burn My Misery, the second single. All right, B-Rad. So some might say that you hit the easy button on this track. I wouldn't be one of those people. But someone had to bring it. It needed to be brought in. Slash and Miles Kennedy, the river is rising. Four days old, brand spanking new on the Rockwire. So I brought this song. I've seen Miles Kennedy and Slash in the Conspiracy play, and they are amazing. But I brought this because somebody brought two Guns N' Roses songs over the past two months that one was terrible and one was pretty decent, but it was like no originality. So this is what Slash can still do. You listen to the song and the guitar tones are spot on. He can still bring it. Um, He can still write. He plays. He can shred solid music. (laughs) Miles is a great singer. He's one of my favorite rock singers. Just imagine if this was Axl Rose. Could Axl pull this song off? I'm going to say no. So let me know what you think, man. I think, I think, this is awesome. This is like original GNR. Derek. Look, um, this isn't the first time Slash has been with Miles Kennedy. Right. I've never been a big fan of Miles Kennedy. I don't, he has too much of a poppy, pretty boy voice as far as I'm concerned. Never been impressed with their stuff. It's good, but you know, whatever. But this song is really good. the 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 riff that slash does that just that jerky kind of a riff and god dang it if miles kennedy didn't make me rethink things because he said it really good i guess my thing was i never thought his, his voice was that gritty you know and axel rose has that gritty kind of a sound and I always thought Miles Kennedy, you know, and he played with, uh, you know, who's the Stone Temple Pilots guy he played with that is dead? Scott Weiland. Yeah, Scott Weiland. I never liked his voice either. Pfft, screw that. Velvet, so you're saying you didn't like Velvet Revolver? No, I wasn't a big fan of Velvet Revolver. But this song is really, really good. And I, I listened to this a lot. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good song. Um, and it's really cool at the end of the song. The ultra. When it really when it jams at the very end, it almost reminded me of Paradise City when they boom start jamming like that. So, I, I thought about Rocket Queen. It was yep. I like the song a lot. I, I'm glad you opened my eyes to this. To the talent of one Miles Kennedy and the conspirators. My I totally agree with you, Derek. The best work Slash did on this album was the, or on this track was the outro at the very end of the song where he really kicks it into high gear and wraps the track up. Um, Miles is a great singer. He sings great on this track. I hope that this is not the best track off the upcoming album. I will say that. And the, the, the reason I'm a little down on this track is how many times have we heard the river is rising, the waters are rising, the well is running dry. I, I, I think 
I think that lyrics pretty played out. And I, my hope was Slash was going to save this with a blistering riff and a blistering solo. And I don't think the top hatted one delivered on this track. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is not the best song to come off from this album because I'm not impressed. See, I think throughout, I think throughout the majority of the song is he was kind of toned down and he's just doing fills until the end, until the outro. I, I just want to know one thing is, I, I don't know of any songs that they always, oh gosh, here we are talking about the river rising again. Goddamn bayou down in New Orleans. I don't know where, where are you hearing all these river rising lyrics and stuff? Well, I don't, I don't oh. De- Derek, he did bring that one song about a six pack and a radio down by the river. <laughs> that was no, when, the best. when the new roses did it, it was fresh. It's such a goofball. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's been thousands of songs since two years ago. (laughs) Listen, The River Rising is not a played out as getting my pickup truck and let's go skinny dipping down by the river in the moonlight in country radio. Or crazy. That is not. But I... I was not impressed with the hook or the lyrics on, on this track and I know they can do better and they will. So wow. who, who gives a shit what I say? Cause I'm just a fucking idiot with a stupid podcast that no one listens to. So <laughs> got a point. So you guys decide for yourselves, man, check it out. Slash miles Kennedy and the conspirators. The river is rising four days fresh. Which brings me to station. Not the station, station. And their new, the lead single off the new track, off the new, Jesus Christ. See, I call myself an idiot and then everything fucking falls apart. Let me, re- oh. Let <laughs> me restart this. Check yourself into the station. <laughs> the new single, Can't Find My Way by the station off the new album Perspective. So this band was founded by Chris Lane on guitar, Patrick Kearney on vocals. They're out in New York City. And for me, this is a really well-written song. It's a good song that is like a throwback to 1980s rock and roll radio. And it's a little mellow, little mellow for the rock wire. But there is some superior lead guitar in this track that I think makes it above average. And it is the best I could find of the new music this week. Derek, you know what? No, no, no. Brad, you you take the middle spot because I, 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 think, I, I think Derek might, he might need a minute. All right, Danger Danger meets Nelson, and they have a kid together. This and is it's the station. This is the station. I mean, Adam no, Smash. Wait. Brad, normally your sounds like fucking suck, but you nailed that one. <laughs> I'm a 
I like both those bands, by the way, Danger Danger and Nelson. So actually, Station, I kind of like this song. Um, the lyrics really tell a story. And th- what I really like about that is the band didn't overthink it as they're playing behind the lyrics. So it's really lyrically driven, I felt. Um, I can't believe I didn't bring this song. Um, this is a song about somebody that's really in touch with their emotions and don't have to scream about it, Derek. <laughs> All right, D, what say you about Station from New York City? Well, that's kind of funny. That was a good one, Brad. Uh, sounds like thing. I was thinking more like Firehouse. Kind of remind me of Firehouse a little bit. Firehouse hey, is hey, a little more rock. Derek, baby, don't treat the station bad. <laughs> All I know is for anybody that cares, if they want to know what CJ stands for, it's Kobe Jack. Because he brings the cheesiest damn songs every week. His cheese meter goes, hits the red every time pegs out. Uh, this song is so classically, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s kind of a thing. And I couldn't wait to come on here and just rip the hell out of you for this boring ass song and then I listened to it a few more times and God damn. Oh, it grew on you a little bit, didn't it? It grew on me a little. It did. I had to give it to it, Not that it's not cheesy. It is. The cheese master is you. Well, you know what? When I say, when I say this is a throwback to 80s rock radio, that is like code for this is some cheesy, poppy rock and roll that you that would have been a fucking top 10 song in 1985 you're right you're right no this would have been and it is a good song it just has the formula from back then and you know it is it is cheesy but then again i love cheese and all cheese is not bad there's i love every kind of cheese and and uh there's something to be said for a good old-fashioned kind of a is this a love song i don't know he seems like he's he's in love with someone yeah i i think she's in love with him but he just can't quite find his way into well, the into the radio. He, he can't commit probably, it's a song about a non-committal side, he's got a side piece he doesn't want to give the side piece up yeah, well he's in a fucking rock and roll band ass. in new york city he's probably got 15 side pieces <sighs> He's a he's a struggling musician. He needs to find somebody to support his ass. So, um, there are a couple no, of I can't, Ask I'm, Brett Michaels. I'm not going to give you a, a too much crap. I wanted to come on here and just rip you apart, but then <laughs> it grew on me. But but you are the cheese master still. But the rest of the album's pretty pretty solid. If if you think this song's okay, I encourage you to check out the new album because it's. I really could have took any song off the off the album quality wise, but this is the new single. So here we go. Station. I can't find my way. All right, man. So so that is the wrap for the YouTube. Take take us out of YouTube, Derek. Hey, three really solid songs. Of course, I bring the metal. I bring the hard stuff scary beefcake you know brings a 
pretty darn good song. I mean, he kind of hit the easy button, Slash and Miles Kennedy. And Somebody had to bring that song. So, and I'll give, you know, CJ the credit for the Mr. Colby Jack for bringing the good cheese, bringing back those, the 80, 90s vibe. That was good. So I'm pretty impressed, you know, it's hard for me to rip on anybody too much. And uh, yeah, really good, solid songs. I do want to say one thing is, is that beefcake or is that Brett Favre? Are you wearing your Wranglers with your uh, the pouch for your your junk? He looks like Brett Favre. No, I'm got him. He looks just like Brett Favre. Man, oh, I, 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 oh, I, I think Favre. he's, uh, I, I think he's John McClane all the fucking <laughs> way. He, beefcake's yeah. Bruce Willis. When the hat <laughs> oh, comes off. And all right, YouTube, and I, I. As always, I want to encourage you to get over to Spotify, get the second half of the podcast where uh, we uh, do the news and and it uh, gets a little looser. I don't know how much looser this podcast could get, but we're but we're going to find out, man. Yeah, I got to drop a teaser. You guys are you guys are under my skin. I don't get it. Well, you will next week. All right. All right, man. Oh, okay, guys, on to the news. So we got a new number one song on iTunes. Adele put her shit out. She thinks she's going straight to number one. Oh, no. No number one for you, Adele, because Bryson Gray comes flying in independent artists Let's go, Brandon hits the number one spot on iTunes. And uh, uh, of course, why don't you one of you tell us about Let's Go, Brandon for like the one person listening that's under a rock and doesn't understand how that works? Well, it all, it all stemmed from a NASCAR race and uh, some uh, racer by the name of Brandon had won. And I think he won on a rain delay. And they were interviewing him, and the crowd started chanting the F.U. Biden. That would and be fuck Joe Biden. The, the, right, that would, that would be the, yeah, right. No, no censorship here. And the, uh, the announcer, who I want to say she was with NBC, um, tried to cover it up and says, listen, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. So this artist took that and spun it into this whole thing and he he wrote a song about it and it's kind of, it's actually pretty creative it's funny and now that there's tiktok videos there's all these things being made about this with that little segment <laughs> yeah there's actually probably three let's go brandon songs in the top five on itunes of course it's not ranked on spotify i mean how you could possibly be number one on itunes but not in the top 50 on Spotify. Go, go figure. Might be censored, shadow banned, blah, blah, blah. But that, that's, the, that's the deal. Independent artist, Bryson Gray, let's go Brandon hits number one on iTunes. <laughs> the most popular candidate of all time. 90 million votes. He's got a number one song. Derek, you got you got anything you want to talk about this week? Oh God, uh, 
Uh, I can't remember. Skip me for a second. Think it's I got some. All, all right, I'll just keep moving down the list. So, Guns and Roses. They've been out on tour for how fucking long, man? Five years. Five fucking years. Well, here, here's the news. They haven't written one song, not one piece of new material after being on a nonstop world tour in five years. Derek, what's the chances that we're ever going to get a new Guns N' Roses album? I don't know. They keep talking about they have new music. Slash talks about they have new music. I think they do have new music. But when they say they have new music, I have to pause because the new music they've come out with has been regurgitated new music. So I don't know. I don't think they've been in the studio together doing it. I think maybe they've recorded some different stuff and overdubbed and what have you, all the magic of the studio, but I don't know. They Could they come out with an EP? Yeah, but is it going to be truly original Guns N' Roses stuff? I don't buy it. I'd have to see it first or listen to it first. Any comments, Brad? Yeah, I, I don't think they will actually produce anything unless they could actually convince Izzy to be, take part in it. Oh, they, they, they need they need Izzy's songwriting talents. And right. that, that's been painfully obvious ever since Easier Illusions. But yep. for Jesus, for God's sakes, they've been doing sound checks for five years. I would have think DJ Ashba would have shit something out of his ass by now. Yeah, but DJ is more he's more worried about 6 a.m. Well, exactly. I mean, he can write 6 a.m. songs. You'd think he'd be able to write a Guns N' Roses song over five years, but. It, it is what it is. So uh, so I got the results of a metal sludge. Are you vaccinated for the heavy metal concerts? And uh, I, I think the demographics of metal sludge are certainly our demographics. You, you're looking like you're looking like uh, maybe 35 to about 50 as far as a readership. On the metal sludge page. Uh, so anyway, the results are 77%. Yeah, give me that. Give me that shot of sweet goodness. And 21%, not a chance in hell. There's zero middle ground. Derek. Um, I just, I'd like to take a moment. Um, maybe a moment of silence. Uh, condolences to the that guitar that broke Vince Neil's fall. Well, <laughs> I wasn't have, you gonna... seen the, have you seen the video? It is so funny. He just all of a sudden he just it's like a trap door opens up and he wah and he's gone. I just, I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up. No, do do you think he fell into like like a hole? Or, so, or like I thought it looked like there was more stage in between from where he fell. There might have been something going out from the middle a little bit, you know, to go into the crowd a little bit. But Nikki Six actually said that they didn't put the reflective tape or whatever on the edge of the stage. So he didn't know where the stage ended. But he said, thankfully, he fell on that guitar and the guitar <laughs> broke his fall that that guitar will never play another tune again oh that yeah that that guitar 
yeah, he, he was his hands were above him in like the uh victory <sighs> formation when he walked out and stepped off the edge and the guitar was hanging like around his belly. But when he went down, that guitar was fucking above his head. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. I, I want to know that what you guys think about this. I mean, seriously. So they're going to tour in 2022. Motley Crue is. Is there any way Vince Neil can do this? You know, there's there's no. there's rumors about Krabi taking over, but that's not. Oh, 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 said that's please. Not no, but but do you seriously uh, uh, think uh, Vince <laughs> Neil can pull off a stadium tour? I mean, well, unfortunately, I, I, I was gonna say yes. Uh, obviously, breaking his ribs is not uh it doesn't help him right because now he he's gonna be sitting exercise. home he's not getting exercise he's getting fatter fucking, but he's not gonna be able to eat. Can't hardly breathe with broken ribs but he's not so gonna that's... eat and drink like he would <laughs> they can bring chicken wings to him listen <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> well maybe maybe paul stanley can actually teach him how to pipe in music for his vocals Oh, and get away with it. Oh, they're already piping in music for Vince's vocals. You can guarantee that. That was that was very obvious on the last tour because Vince never sounded better. And that's just not possible. Uh, li listen, um, Vince has got lots of dough. Motley Crue's got lots of dough. They're they're going to they're going to get him ready for this tour. It's going to happen. They've been trying for two years to get him ready for it and he's not even close he'll be ready brad we'll be there we'll be there with crew and poison and joan jet singing every third word <laughs> all right man uh brad you want to do the ivan moody tommy vax yeah I, you know what i i can't I, I'm, I'm amazed by that fallout because tommy and ivan oh. seem like sorry before we move on from from Vince falling, I want to cover the other rock star fall this week. Okay. S speaking of other tubby rock stars who can't move around, fucking Wolfgang broke his fucking ankle, falling off the front of his fucking tour bus. So Wolfgang's in a chair sitting down. So Wolfie, you're a headliner now. You got lots of dough. Let, let, let's get into Jenny Craig, get yourself slimmed down and look presentable on stage. What did, Jesus what did his Christ. mom used to advertise Valerie back in the day? Oh yeah. She had some weight loss thing. Right. Jenny Craig. I think it was Jenny Craig. I don't know. No, none, nonetheless, I, I hate to do that to Wolfie, but come on, come on, dog. You're You're a rock star. It's time to the look. The difference like is. Yeah, he's no, you're you're right. He should take the time and maybe get a trainer and get into shape like Vince Neil should do and can't do. Yeah, but, you know, I think Wolfgang's like fucking 25. But the one Vince difference is like is, 55. Wolfgang's never been skinny. So I mean, come on. He, he got it, he got in pretty good shape for that one tour, though. I mean, he looked yeah. That's maturity, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not asking. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not asking him to look like uh, uh whatever insert buff and Tommy. I'm not asking him to look like Tommy Vexed 
or me. Just just get it together a little bit so your fat ass doesn't fall out the tour bus door. All right, Brad, Ivan Moody, Tommy Vets. <laughs> All right. So these guys used to be boys back in the day. They actually um, grew up in the same area and, and shared bandmates and back that, you know, they would jam all the time. And Tommy actually filled in for Ivan when Ivan had his mental breakdown. And, he, and Ivan, you know, talks about that, you know, how appreciated he was and, you know, of that. But Ivan is now beyond pissed. He's pretty much cut tommy out of the picture and said this guy has become the biggest joke in the world that um his head got so big because of politics that he created this false narrative and he's targeting all these people and tom and ivan's like you know what doc and i are are this like this we are tight and we're talking about doc doc cole the the guitar player for bad player And he's like, when you cut out, when you start dogging my friends and people that I know, and I know both sides of the story here, he goes, that stuff ain't right. He goes, you got some problems. And so so he's pretty much writing him off. So so the little nugget that was new information out of this story for me was uh, apparently uh, Tommy Vex choked out Doc Cole on the tour bus one night. And there was was, uh, some some physical abuse going on and uh that that might that might be the true story behind the bad wolves breakup more than uh tommy vexed is very minor uh political snafu right. that frankly anybody could have survived from i mean look i mean he he's no uh he's no insanely popular black comedian who just had a netflix special called the closer come on well oh yes he's no dave chappelle right anything to add derek no i don't know you know it's kind of funny because it it really confused me because i thought that maybe tommy vexed was done wrong but then you listen to that and you're like, well, maybe he brought some of that upon himself. Right. So, you know, I don't know if anybody, I, I'm kind of waiting to see if there's a response from TV and see what right. he says about it. But when they did show the little clip of him ranting and raving, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I said, I was like, I just want people to shut up and play a song. So I uh, agree with that part. That, that rant was two years ago when this whole political thing started happening. Oh, okay. It, that's what, you know, and I kind of looked at that going, okay, because that was still with Bad Wolves when he did that rant. But what I find ironic is like Cadillac or CJ was saying that, um, you know, Tommy choked out Doc, but Tommy talks that's about what his- Doc said. Right. But he talks, Tommy was always talking about how his brother beat him up and almost killed him over drugs and stuff like that. And I'm like going, wait a minute. How can you do that to one of your guys that you're supposed to be your tight, you know, tight with? But then again, your own family does this to you. So we're really, where's the separation? You know, so I think, I think Tommy's got some, needs some help with something. I don't know, man. Well, it, it, here's the finish on this. It seemed like a very, 
a very equitable and uh, classy, nice breakup initially when it happened, but it's turned ugly. And that's that. So listen, man, we got uh, we got three and a half minutes left. This might be a little hard out tonight. I want to get to this story. L.A. Guns drummer Scott Kagan Coogan. He quit. So that makes like the second or third L.A. Guns member to quit since the reunion. What's L.A. Guns? Um, Tracy and Phil. Okay. Which brings me to this would be the perfect time to let drummer Steve Riley from the other L.A. Guns back in the band. Because obviously that's not going to happen. And it's me talking crazy, but they need a drummer. Steve's a drummer. You can get Steve off the circuit as a competing L.A. Guns band. And you know what? Steve Riley's actually done some quality stuff as has Tracy and Phil, but uh, dude's obviously an asset in the songwriting department. Any, anything you want to add, Brad? Comments? You know, I I just want to know why the drummer quit. I mean, touring, is it COVID? Is it just, he just didn't like the guys anymore? Well, well, obviously it could be money. You know, it's usually money. They're probably not making a lot of it on tour. Yeah, because twenty five thousand. <laughs> you figure Tracy and Phil are taking the lion's share and splitting that two ways, so that means there's less money to go around for the other guys. Or maybe, uh, maybe Tracy and Phil or or one of them, you know, it, you you let a new person into the marriage, and uh, Phil's not going anywhere. Or who who joined? Did Tracy join Phil's band or did Phil join Tracy's band? I I, I don't remember. Oh God, I don't know. It's a, it's a horribly wicked story. No, I think. Well, it's kind of weird because Phil was with Steve Riley's band, and then he left. Uh, he felt Tracy d- uh, betrayed him and was super selfish. I just read that in an article as well, and they finally patched it up after like fifteen years. And when they got back together, that's kind of interesting. You say that about Steve Riley getting back in the band. That would be really cool. You know, I wish they could do it and just patch it up, but I don't think that'll happen. But that would be the best thing for the band going forward. If you could get the money to work and the marriage to work, that'd be the way to they go. Have, just like Kiss should have Peter Chris back in the band. Please help out the show. Subscribe, rate five stars, write a review. You can drop me an email at cjrockwire at protonmail.com.